Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And whether you're just wrapping up the night shift or on your way to start the day, we got what you need. Welcome to the morning shift. It's the most mid-team in history. A whole new way to start your day with nationally televised reporter Tiffany Blackman. Any pizza for me can be a personal. Can't wait. Former Falcons and Alabama offensive lineman Mike John. I've had my butt shoot by Nick Saban a few times. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. And Atlanta sports radio guru, Bo Morgan. You know who I am? I'm Squid Bill. You tell him I'm coming! And hell's coming with me, you hear? It's a new experience. And a new take on a sports morning show. The Morning Shift on 92.9 The Game is presented by the Georgia Hemp Company. The Morning Shift is on. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Now, here's Tiffany, Mike, and Bo. Good morning. Let's go. It's the Morning Shift. Bo Morgan alongside. The All-American. It's a little Mike swell Johnson. for 6.01 in the morning, isn't it? Hey, who cares? You I know what? It sounds like Robin Williams and Good Morning Vietnam. I was about to say, I was about to finish with Vietnam. Vietnam. Well, I could have said Atlanta, but. Well, at least you're running the point so I can save what's left of my uh, voice. So. Yeah, we're going to, me and Mike are going to, um, we're going to do all that so you can just give us every, the, the tribalisms <laughs> that we need. I'll speak uh-huh. in like eight word bites and be done with it. Yeah. That's fine with me. What I mean, do? How, how, hey, how, I haven't spoke to you. How, uh, in, in eight words or less, how was your Christmas and New Year's? Oh, Christmas, I was sick. So I was in bed all day Christmas. I could, I, I never would have saw you were that sick. Yeah, I was pretty sick. Well, let me tell you oh. something. If you saw him on uh, the, the Christmas Eve Eve show that we did, or Eve 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 show, the Friday show at the airport, yeah, you were you were you were the worst I've seen you in yeah. this span. So. Well, I always shook it off. It's like everybody I know is sick. I mean, so many people are just sick, and it's just lingering and lingering and lingering. It really. I is. I feel man. great. It's just my voice is shot. Well, the only thing I had to ask you really is uh, how it was with your daughter because you got to go out with your daughter for the first yeah, time. She, and yeah, have a she got drink. home. Been hanging out with her. She's heading back to Chapel Hill on Sunday, so we'll hang out tomorrow too, and, and then kinda, back to school. What kind of college town is Chapel Hill? Very good college. Good, she loves good college it. spot. Oh yeah. I was most curious about you know Chapel Hill and so, I, I know obviously it's a great college. I'm just curious like when you put it up against good little college town vibe too. It's right. great. Yeah, she loves it. I mean, I, obviously, I think everybody in the state of Georgia is probably spoiled with what Athens is. You know, as a right. college town, just incredible. Um, I feel like the entire state of North Carolina are just little college towns. You've got Boone, you got yeah. Chapel Hill, right. you got Everywhere. Durham, you've got Raleigh. Uh, Winston Salem. Yeah, Winston Salem. Boone's like, such a cool town. Other than Charlotte, every city <laughs> in North Carolina is a uh, is a freaking college town, pretty much. Yeah. And I guess you got UNC Charlotte, right? So you got Wilmington. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, listen, uh, I'm with it though. I, I I do love North Carolina, so I think that's I think that's cool to uh, hear about that being a cool college town. Obviously, I know a ton of people that went to UNC, just never been there, never been to Chapel Hill, and never uh, got to experience that vibe. So, um, seems like a cool spot though, man. So, enjoyed your time with her. I did, yeah. I think the coolest thing was when I got, you know, when I took, when I dropped her off at college, she's about to be a junior. She's a junior now. I got to go see Carmichael Arena, you know, where Jordan and James Worthy play yeah. and all that stuff, because that building still stands. Of course, you got the Dean Dome as well. So that's pretty cool the as far Dean as I Dome. Can. Yep. I love that, man. Yeah, I, I, uh, I think Christmas as well, man, but it's good to catch up with you, uh, have you back in. You, um, we're doing the Falcons flyover last week, and I caught the first couple of segments on the way. Oh, yeah, I had to tap out. Yeah. Um, Thank you. We got Dylan and, uh, and uh, Garrett Chapman. It's, well, Garrett Chapman, he could talk for 24 hours straight. Yeah, so yeah, he can. I knew it would be just fine. It was just funny, though, man. Go for it, and I go off there, and, and, you know, it's like such a just. Oh, it was awful. Oh, man, it was such a rough it, game. We're, me and Groforth are talking about it, and we're like, man, let's. We kind of go around the NFL scoreboard like I don't even know what to say about this game anymore. And Robbie comes on and just hit, just hammers it over the top. I mean, I was like, yes. I think that's the most frustrating game. As, as much as you want to be frustrated about the, the Panthers game, the Sunday's game might have been the most frustrating one for me in the Arthur Smith era. Um, just because I, I think Chicago now, clearly they, they, they're actually the better team because they beat you. They have the same record as you. Oh my but, God! And they have all those draft picks. Yeah, number one pick. I mean, just well, that's why I don't think they're 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 moving on from their quarterback. I don't either. I think actually Sunday might have solidified him a little bit. Well, here's the thing: he played very well. I was sitting in Mike Conti's office, and uh, yesterday, I believe it was yesterday or two days ago, and it's the where should what should the Bears do with Justin Fields and and because the Falcons don't have a solidified franchise starter. The whole narrative is, well, he should go to the Falcons. He should, the Falcons should go get him. And what's going to happen is, once again, the national media is going to talk in circles around what they think our team should do with another team's quarterback who's never going to be on the market. The Lamar Jackson thing is the same thing. Oh, they should have traded for him. He was never – they should have made an offer. All right, they were. he was never leaving Baltimore. Never. I never thought he was either. Never. We were never going to let him go. No, we're it was gonna, not not for anything other than something insane where we're paying fifty five million a year and giving up two first rounders. I mean, they built their entire offense around him. The way they drafted, the way they signed players for the last five years. Do you think they were going to give him up? And 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 then not not to mention, you would have been essentially. You still would have been a seven-win team because Lamar Jackson's a very good player uh, and probably an MVP this year, but he's not going to win you 13 games without fixing the other side of the ball, That's and right. you wouldn't have fixed it paying him $50 million a year. I don't know, man. You still think seven wins? I th- oh, I, maybe eight. How, how I many? feel like he got us two more. Yeah, like hold, on two a second, more. hold on a second. Stop, though. Because you're saying two more, but you got to remember that defense got us a couple of those okay, games. But what, you don't, not, you didn't pay, like, you didn't pay an outrage. You don't have Jesse Bates. Okay. You don't have Jesse Bates. You don't, and but, ha, Jesse that's, Bates. That's probably the only one you got. Jesse Bates got you. What fun? Those spend like one ninety, hundred ninety million. You don't, you don't get Bates. You probably don't get Caden Ellis. 
What are we paying? You don't get on Yamada. Neither one of those guys are breaking the bank. Well, you remember, you gotta, see, you, but stop. You got to remember, you had to sign Chris Lindstrom and Caleb McGarry. We forget that we spent $30 million a year on the right side of the offensive line. Trust me, I didn't forget that. I got news for you. So, <laughs> I think about it every Sunday. Well, I, that's a, but, but you don't you – don't, I, I, uh, I saw someone – someone did the breakdown of what we spent last year. Of what each player oh, calls break it down. Let's get to the let's get to the headlines. But they, one, two, three. It's time to take a look at today's top headlines. This is the front page on the morning shift, brought to you by Central Park Credit Union, the official credit union of Georgia State University Athletics. Continue that thought. Yeah, but so the breakdown was is what it all added up. You don't get all these players, and all those players have been why you've won games. The the missing link is the quarterback, but I also think paying him. Fifty to fifty-five million dollars, and and you also don't have Bajan. I was going to say, who's you're you the wins. biggest thing to me is that you don't have Bajan Robinson, and, and and I mean you can say what you want that he's been in he for everything that you uh, his draft slot, which you may say was too high or too low or whatever it may be, he's been an the, integral part of this offense. Well, so. and that's a very good point because this fan narrative that well you had CP, I hate I hate to break it to you guys, and I love CP. I don't think Cordero Patterson was going to. First off, he hasn't lasted a full season here. He didn't last a full season here this year because he missed the first three or four games. What was games. that thing on Twitter the other day about um, somebody alluded the fact he wasn't being used properly and Cordero Patterson kind of uh, – He retweeted it. Yep. And, it, and that doesn't – that fans make more of that, I believe, than it really is when you have communication. Cordero Patterson wasn't touching the ball 20 times a game this year and making it through the whole season. If you think that – I got I, I I got I got some uh, me and you can talk about some some strategies business wise where you give me a bunch say, of money. I mean, what are we doing? If that's name me one player offensively right now that thinks they're being used properly in this offense. There's not one. I guarantee you, there's not one. It's definitely not Drake London, who's probably pound for pound our best offensive weapon. I know it's not Kyle Pitts. You can tell by his effort and his body language. Let's be honest. What's up there? Is that lingering issues with the injury? Know, is it um? Man. Is it gotten I, in it, his head? I, I know because he's Smith. approaching bus territory. It's it's not, but the thing is, it's I don't think it's a an ability thing. I don't think it's an ability. No, bust. I don't a think lot so of times either. When it's a bust, you look. Oh man, he just never developed. Like he's there. I just man, I haven't seen it. I, well, I don't know when if he you has to win, find a new gear or what it is. But when, golly, when you win on a route and you're in the end zone and all you've got to do is stretch out a little bit, maybe you know dive for the ball and the ball almost hit his foot. And there's no effort. That's that. I don't know what the hell that is. I don't. I don't know what. I, and 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 that's a reason for me not to give you the ball, not to use you more. So, I have no clue what that was. And then the, the other, there was another ball crossing route in the first half where it's zone coverage. Gear it down. He just ran through the play. Dude, I got, so that that one to me is almost more frustrating because how many times have we talked about Kyle Pitts and used the term catch radius? How many like that is like the the, the term about him playmaker wide catch radius. I ain't seen it, man. And 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 look, I like we said a million times. I know he's going through a lot of stuff. I know he's coming off the injury. Um, we're a full year removed from that, right? And he's played every single game this season, and I have yet to see it. So there's a lot of decisions left to be made. I just I get so frustrated. It just seems well, mentally checked out. Playmakers. Mentally on, checked man. out. That's 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 not one of them to me. I got a lot of issues with things going on with this team. But not using playmakers and referring to him, we've talked about it a number of times. I don't buy it. I, also, I don't feel that way at all with him. I also get frustrated every time I hear that certain players aren't getting used. I don't know how you use Bajan more and have him at this point. The Algier, I can 
I, I thought he was underused last week. Because I think I, there's several games where he has been. Yeah, and, and, and that's the thing where I, I would I would argue that maybe because of how bad we are in the passing game with the, with just the one position, which is quarterback, why why don't we run a little bit more like we did last year? I do think what the defenses have shown you has been a part of that, but in a snow game, I don't need Taylor Heineke throwing the ball 30 I, times. I, I think it was a direct reaction to, to the fact that it didn't seem like your defense could stop them. I mean, I mean it, I, now, obviously, the interceptions are going to kind of fuel into that, but I, I think it was a direct reflection of, man, we've got to throw the ball and air it out because these, these guys are a runaway freight train offensively right now, and DJ Moore was having his way. So I think at that point, you're like, would have loved to use Tyler Algier in a, in a one-score game or something that's going to stay under 20. But when you started, uh, things started getting away from you defensively, it was like, man, we better th- we, we better throw the pill and create some explosives here. Yeah, and I but I, I think maybe you could have you, when you got it to fourteen seven and you get the ball back, that's when you let all right let's pull, let's let's bring this game back to more of what what we want it to be. So like it, it happens, um, but we got plenty to talk about today with that game, and really I want to talk about the Saints matchup a little bit because. It's been a short week. We've had everything going on. We haven't really been able to dive deep into what we're going to face in New Orleans. But I want to remind you real quick that this hour is brought to you by Morgan & Morgan. Injured? Hire Morgan & Morgan, America's largest injury law firm. And by the way, it's a perfect name. I mean, if Morgan & Morgan, that's that's perfect. I swear. Hey, Rob, I got to tell you, we found uh, Squid's uh, crutch phrase, and he just said it. I don't know if he heard of me. What is it? By the way. Oh, is he a by the way? That's better than um or like. Yeah, well, he says like a lot, too. I don't oh, know. No. Do you say like a lot? Yeah, I, and every time I hear it, I think I feel like I'm in Clueless. Like Man, the movie? Like. like I, have uh, to, I pound my daughter over the head with that. It's not like anything. <laughs> I hate that. Hey, by the way, Nick Saban like, has an idea of like, how, how you can like, like fix like the... NIL deals and stuff. Yeah. Coming up next on the morning shift on Sports Radio 929 The Game and the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's time to talk college football on The Morning Shift. Brought to you by Window Nation. Buy two windows, get two free. Visit windownation.com. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Welcome back in. It's Morning Shift. Mike Johnson, Squid Billy Bo Morgan, Robbie T. Uh, Rob, I don't know. Um, we had that meeting yesterday, and Mike Conti said that it's no doubt in his mind that uh, who is the female favorite on the station here at 92.9. And I'm looking around going, who is he? Who is he talking wow. about? Wow. Like, I'm looking around the meeting room. That's a very he, divisive comment from Sandra. And then, sure enough, sure enough, he, Squid he Billy. Tr- I was like, what? What? That's you, right. You could have literally said any other name in the room, and I'd be like, yeah, you're probably right. Well, you know, my wife's not listening, but women love me, and I love women. <laughs> so, what do you want me to say? Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, look, I mean, I do. love one woman above yeah. all others. Nice yes. save. Yeah, well, yeah. Sure. Cake yeah. save and nice a beauty. Uh, guys, I got to be honest with you. I know we gotta, we're going to talk college football and some of the highlights uh, from some of the things going on. We haven't gotten Rob's thoughts in the semifinals, but I, I get in the studio this morning, TV's on. It's playing the. Uh, I guess what would it be? F- FCS semifinal game. It's North Dakota State at Montana uh, from a few weeks back. Game goes to overtime. Tied yep. 16 to 16 and goes to overtime. I I got to be honest. I got a little case of warm fuzzies watching that because I thought to myself, you know, this is just a good example of what college football is supposed to be. Right? Just two gritty teams. They don't even have names on the back of the jersey. They're going at it. It's cold weather conditions up in Montana. Everybody's freezing. You're going through this playoff, and uh, it's two blue bloods, man. It was a beautiful thing watching on there, and so it 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 made me uh, made me a little jealous, to be honest with you, yeah. watching it because I was like, it's so pure. It did, and, and college football hasn't Alabama, felt that way. Alabama, Michigan had that vibe a little bit. There's a throwback a vibe to it. I just for a while it. I felt like it was Bo Schembechler coaching against Pear Bryant. Yeah, listen, that was a, that was a um, that was a good game. I wouldn't yep. call it a well coached game. Uh, and that was that was a, it was a really good game, but man, it was sloppy at times. Special teams miscues, yep. bad <laughs> snaps. Which, by the way, Alabama center enter, entered the portal yesterday. Uh, so, he's, oh really? Yeah. Well, oh, he he's, he's, he's from Buford. Was, was hey, it two or three bad snaps that he had? Three, three, three and one two, drive. Two and two and one drive. Two and one drive the, the, the snap on the last play of the game was a bad snap. If you want yeah. to be honest, yeah, yeah, it was. Well, it's been it's been happening all year. And, and the and the thing is, when you're off target. You, you need when you're a guy that's not you know hitting the same spot every time you kind of got to you know soften it up a little bit. He's off target and and, and fastballing it, and that's it, not a good combination. It, it was just one of those deals where Saban is notorious for with his coaches, his assistant coaches, and his coordinators. I'm not firing you, but I'm going to help you find a new place yeah. to live and coach. I'm <laughs> just going to insist that you uh, you know take a job elsewhere. And by the way, that's happened. I a wasn't lot. fired. I was forced to resign. Right? Yes, I wasn't yeah. told to transfer. I was. That's when the, 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 the assistant coach that moves on. I just couldn't turn up the opportunity. I talk about that all the time, man. I'm telling you, my Saban's first year at Bama, our, our offensive coordinator was Major Applewhite. The next year, he took a job as a wide receiver coach at Texas, and was not fired. But it was very much a hey, man. You should probably take that wide receiver job at Texas. Major, you know what I mean? Major Applewhite, I've all, I, as a kid growing up, I, always had a, I was always a fan of him because I felt like he got completely royally 
screwed by the Texas program with the Sims kids. Yeah, he probably did. No, he did. He had a great, he had a good year, and then the next year, you had Chris Sims starting. I told you my uh, when I ran back into Major Applewhite like uh, five or so years ago, he was an analyst. He had just been fired at Houston, uh, and he was he was an analyst in the Alabama program. Uh, he, you know, he was the head coach of the Houston Cougars for a few years, and mm-hmm. I ran back into him down there and. That was after uh, what's the the Buffalo defense lineman's name that had the coat on? Mar- the Marcel uh, Ed, Darius. No, no, no. No, I'm sorry, uh, Marcel Darius. Ed he played for y'all. Yeah, I was gonna say. Why was I thinking about him? I don't know. Yeah, uh, Ed Oliver. Uh, you know that whole thing with uh, Major Applewhite and Ed Oliver on the sideline. That was, was a like, bad scene. Yeah, it was a bad scene. So I told Major Applewhite, "Hey, sorry to see you got let go." Or remind was, people that who don't remember that. That's okay. That's so Derek. Major Applewhite was on the sideline. Ed Oliver is one of the first bowl opt-outs, right? He was a five-star recruit that signed at Houston. I do, I uh, which was that. kind of uh, you yeah. know unheralded at that point, so he's on the sideline and he's got his he opted out, but uh, it, and it was something that had to do. I don't even know was it a bowl game where he opted out of? It was no. something like I'm not playing the rest no, it, of the season. No, it was it was a uh, it was, was like just the final done. game of the year. I he think. got like dinged up and he was like I'm not playing these meaningless games. But he comes on the sideline and wears the you know the team coat and the you know he's cold and all that. And Major Applewhite walked over there and said, Hey, take that coat off, man. Like, basically, you're, you're not part of this team. You ain't right part now. of this team no more. Um, anyways, Major Applewhite gets fired, and it was one of those things where I, I walked up to him and I go, Hey, you know, I, I'm uh, I was sorry to see that you got let go down in Houston. He's like, Look, man, 99% of coaches, you find a good quarterback, get a, you get a contract extension, that quarterback leaves, you get fired, move on to the next place. So He's not completely uh, wrong by any stretch. Anyways, we, uh, we need to talk about Nick Saban. We need to talk about NIL. We need to talk about opt-outs because uh, that's uh, obviously the big topic of conversation uh, it dominates the college landscape right now. Yesterday, uh, my old coach joined the Pat McAfee show, and he had some thoughts about it. College football has changed dramatically, especially in the last three or four years. And roster management, guys getting in the portal, pay for play is definitely alive and well. I mean, name, image, and likeness has really become pay for play. As soon as you allow collectives to be a part of uh, what you're allowed to give to a player, and and look, I'm all for improving the quality of life of players. Uh, I think they do a lot for the university, uh, and I think they should be compensated in some way for that. Uh, But I also think there needs to be some kind of competitive balance associated with who spends what, what you can pay a player. Does anybody have a contract that obligates them to do things because you know what happened in the florida state georgia game and you know this happened to him a few years ago when they played texas is you got all these guys off out of the game it's not good for college football it's not good for bowl games it's not good for fans it's not good for college football and i'm not criticizing the players who chose not to do it it's just not good for college football that people um, aren't obligated to fulfill some kind of an obligation to their team Every every competitive league, every competitive venue has some kind of rules that are guidelines for you know how how we have to treat people and what their obligation is to the team. So Saban will get heat because every time Saban speaks, the naysayers want to c- criticize him. He's the smartest guy in college football to me. He is always two steps ahead. Every time he comes out and makes a statement, he's telling you that there's a problem, and then if you don't fix it, it's really just going to be a problem. For for the for ninety nine percent and not the one percenters like his program, but everyone else always says, "Oh, see, Saban's whining again because he didn't win this." He's just telling you the truth. This is going to be a, a big moment. The Florida State thing is going to be a to me a Waterloo type moment for college football because it's going to bring change whether people like it or not. Everything Saban just said is right. The players. 
Well, we need a commissioner, a czar. There needs to be some kind of central governing yep. body yep. That's, that governs just college football at the at the at right. the bowl at the FBS level. There's not that. Well, to me, that's what Nick Saban should do when he retires. I can't well, think of a better person to run college football than the guy who has ran college football for the last few years. He definitely, uh, whoever it is, definitely needs to have a direct line to his office. I'll just say that much because he understands. And look, it, you, I think you're spot on. He's going to get heat. Um, because I think most people look at it and say, well, he's trying to take money out of the players' pockets. What I hear, because like I've, to- I've told you all this a million times, I just simply am an offensive line. I didn't play offensive line. I am an offensive line. I hear him protecting the other players that aren't getting paid, that aren't transferring out, that aren't opting out of the bowl games. He's saying it's not good for college football. What I hear is it's not good for 90% of the football team, right? It, that, you know, the guys that have been in those positions all year that have taken you to where you need to be, that are just rolling out. Well, that's a really good point because – it's not – those guys aren't the only ones that took you there, all right? You, it takes every player uh, on the field at the time to, to get you to where you want to be. If those guys don't do your job, you can't be special. And the guys that are left with egg on their face are the ones that do show up and play. Yeah. Because the other guys, they're standing on – and they get the camera views, and they get to talk about how they're going to be this in the NFL or their next stop in college football. But the guys that are playing – they're the ones that are getting embarrassed. They're the ones that are being put in bad situations where they're overmatched, and that's not fair to them. Well, I, I, I said that we had this whole conversation when uh, the whole Emmanuel Acho thing popped up about him saying midway through the year that maybe Caleb Williams should just sit out the rest of the year. And, and, and the, the Pac-12 was still – I think they had two losses at that point. I wish he would sit out some of his analysis. My problem with that the entire time was, <laughs> well, Caleb Williams has got to look out for his future. What about the wide receiver that's trying to climb from the third round to the second round to the first round? What about the running back that needs Caleb Williams' arm throwing the ball down the field so he can be the best version of himself? Ironically, if that attitude persists and it really does come to fruition when you guys sit out half the season, you're going to destroy college football. Caleb Williams, he didn't. He didn't take the the bait on Emmanuel Watcho. But, man, I was so frustrated when that narrative starts playing because I'm like, dude, it's not just about the quarterback. Like, everybody else – like, what if Caleb Williams is trying to go from the second round to the first round and his left tackle is like, you know what, man? I'm good. All right, I'm, I'm going to opt out. And then all of a sudden he's getting hit there in the back go. and he goes from the third round to the fifth round. Emmanuel Chu did not think in layers as far as that goes. Which what is about frustrating because he's a of unintended player. consequences. Yeah. Well, he's, a, he's, a form- he's not just a talking He's head. a former player that never was in a position like Caleb Williams and and, and some of it might have been that that attitude. You know, it's funny because Pat Forty was on with Duke Samuel yesterday and he <laughs> Carl asked him about – Caleb Williams in the NFL. And he said, well, Caleb Williams needs to get over Caleb Williams. He's like, he needs to realize, you know, he's like, I'm not saying he's a bad kid. I think he's a good kid. But he needs to understand that he's not a corporation. He is a part of it. He'll be the figurehead of one, you know, the, the leader of one, the leader of a franchise. And with that comes leadership. And I think Caleb Williams, to his to that point, honestly, in some ways, showed leadership by not taking advice of people like, you know that Emmanuel Ako was not the only person saying that and that Caleb Williams heard that in his ear at this probably in the same point in time of the season yet he did the right thing for his team and himself I think and that's what you needed there this there's, there's the people on the outside have brought a me mentality to a sport that is a we sport I do want to add this though on the back of Nick Saban's because I know that this is going to be a conversation uh, around what he had to say I also agree that there needs to be something in these coaching contracts where they need to coach to the end of the season, too. Yeah. They need to coach the bowl games, too. I, if we're going to ask players to do it, 
Stick around. Maybe there needs to be a transfer portal window for coaches, too. Stick around. Coach the freaking bowl game. If it means something, all right, to college football fans, and it's supposed to mean something to the players, it should mean something to all these coaches sliding around, too. It, it absolutely should. It absolutely should. It, it, again, everyone, the transfer portal idea really came from the way college coaches treat the end of the season, where if they yep. want to go somewhere, they're out the door. Agreed. Don't forget this hour is brought to you by Morgan & Morgan. Injured? Our Morgan & Morgan, America's largest injury law firm. Coming up next, Chris Sell was extended, but he addressed his, the injury concerns surrounding him. All next on the morning shift on Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. Morning shift, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Squid Billy, Mike, Robbie T., uh, Rob, a couple of uh, weeks ago, actually last week, I did uh, four shows with Randy McMichael, one of the more interesting um, personalities on the street. And by the way, he loves just you. absolutely makes me laugh. He loves you to death. Uh, oh yeah, that's my boy. He uh, he was actually telling me a story. I don't remember if it was on air or off air about you and him doing a show at Land Motor Speedway. I think. Yeah. And uh, that's was like six seven years ago. I was a little bit dumbfounded. I was like, man, that sounds. I would love to do that. By the way, I was like, man, because we got it. We got to talk about what's your Second, third sport. Like, you know, like I think everybody's got, at least for, uh, you know, a guy like me and Randy, we got primary sports. Talk about football. Yeah. Right? We're going to talk about football. We're going to talk about college football. Um, but his secondary kind of sport that he locks into is the NBA. Mine is uh, probably a little more baseball than him uh, as far as, you know, being on this station. But I told him also, I was like, you know, I also watch racing, which is not like a hot topic to talk about into the microphone. Right. And he – Brought up you, and he was like, "Yeah, me, me and Robbie T, man, went down there to Atlanta Motor Speedway a few years back, had a blast." I was I was listening to these two do weekends one time, and Rob, I'm not going to go into what Rob said, um, <laughs> but Rob said Prince something, too, no. and it was no, no, we're not. Um, <laughs> and and I text Randy and I said, "Got real quiet there, man," <laughs> and he texts me back and he said, "He goes, man, I'm just hoping to have a job when this show's over." <laughs> That's what I was known for. And, yeah. Well, you still are known for that. Uh, um, it, it's, it's what makes you you. It's a tribalism. That's what I say. <laughs> um, but it, it's funny. Uh, real quick, before we get to this Chris uh, Chris Sell stuff, I was just looking at our show sheet, and Dylan is one of my favorite people in this company. because but, You don't have to head it off like that. Because yeah, just, throw it out there. Yeah, he, just, just because of how the energy he brings. But he he makes his show sheet like a um, a eighth-grade you know, like like an teacher. essay prompt. Yeah, he'll 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 he throws out. He goes, Nick Saban says this, and then he asks a question. After he goes, Do you agree with what Nick Saban is saying here? Question mark. Do you think this is just one of those secret messages to donors and collectives saying he is- needs more nil money? Question mark. Please expand on your answer. <laughs> and it's like, it's like. It just sounds like a teacher. First off, Dylan. Please expand on your We know to well, expand. It's to literally our job. That's but secondly, I love how he, he he wants he's giving us critical thinking thoughts. Like, <laughs> do you think this means that? Could it oh, mean this? Man. Please expand it your reminds answer. Reminds me of that viral video that comes out where that kid's working out that math problem at the table with his mom, and he's like, and it's like Johnny has one dollar, uh, one dollar and a quarter. He gets, uh, you know, he has two cents taken away from him, and he adds a dime. How much money does Johnny have? And he goes, Johnny broke. Johnny broke. <laughs> I love that one, too, that little kid saying so, that. Uh, Johnny so broke. Johnny broke. So, Dylan, if this doesn't 
I think it's going to, but if it doesn't somehow work out for you or you need a part-time job, I think maybe substitute teacher or, you know, oh God, no. doing, no. creating lesson plans. Not enough or money for maybe that, we can get you into teaching if needed because you clearly have, or maybe you can just be one of those people that writes textbooks for teachers because you know the please expand uh, part. Look, Chris Sell was extended yesterday, and I think it – Probably surprised a few people that he was at Senate because we even talked about it yesterday, Rob, that, hey, this looks like a really good deal for the Braves because they're only paying $500,000. Yes, But they've extended him to a two-year, $38 million deal, and then there's a club option for the 26th season, which is only $18 million that. So basically, he'll make 16 this year, 22 next year, and, and then a club option – for the, uh, the 2018 Why season. Why did they amend the deal and add that aspect to it, I wonder? Well, I think— Because he wanted to come here. He grew up a Braves fan. He wanted to come here. I think it was—what we forget is when this deal was done, he had a no trade. The old 10-5 rule. Yeah, he waived it for the uh, that he, A on the cap. Yeah, and I think that was probably part of it. They said, look, we want you here. You get out of Boston, restart here— uh, let's let's go ahead. We're going to redo the deal for you, and that was all of this was probably agreed upon before he ever waived the no trade. Before he ever did it, that was probably it, and that's fine. I I understand that. Chris Sell though he talked about why you know what it meant to re-sign this deal and how it gave him a little bit of security. That's great. I, I definitely appreciate that. Um, you know, they're, they put their faith and, and trust in me, and that, that obviously makes me feel confident going forward and, and gives me a boost, um, you know, not only going through spring training, but going through the year. Um, it also allows me to feel a little bit more comfortable, right? Like I'm going to be here for a couple of years, so I can kind of, you know, get settled in and, and um, you know, not really bounce around. I got, you know, I'm married, have three three sons, so um, you know, one and dones aren't really <laughs> too good for us. Yeah, I, listen, man, I, I think when you look at the entire situation, you have to look at it from not only his perspective, but think about what AA's been thinking and doing. What does your staff look like after next season? Um, so you have to think longevity, I think, with at least some of these guys. Yeah. You've already talked about the fact that you don't know if you'll be able to afford Max Freed. I don't think – I think you can afford Max Freed. I don't think you will – Pay him. Right. That's, I don't think so either. That's the MO of this. And and look, I'm a I'm the biggest Max Freed fan. I, can you can you say healthy a year? Can you give me close to a full year? Now we're talking about that as we sign Chris Sell. I was gonna say he's I mean, not been you healthy. Can't, you can't say that, but I think I think the difference is I think Max Freed Max Freed's gonna look for something a little more lucrative slash long term. Oh yeah. Well Max um, Freed's gonna get but every two hundred and fifty million dollars yeah. easily. But every year he's gonna miss three, four months. Yeah, and that that that's tough. But Chris Sell, who has dealt with the injuries, you know, everybody talks about the Tommy John. Tommy John is not the be all end all that it once was. I'm I get tired of hearing it mentioned because. What you, do you mean? Well, I've heard, it's it, every time we we look at a picture. Yeah, but he had Tommy John. Max Fried had Tommy John surgery. I mean, it feels like everybody has it these days. Well, it's it's the, it's the baseball version of the ACL in football. You come yeah. back, you're 100%. That's a really good call. Chris Sell talked yesterday about the injuries he's dealt with. Um, you know, luckily I had a really good support system uh, in Boston. I've said it time and time again. Um, you know, from the front office to the staff, uh, the training staff, the weight room staff, the coaching staff, everybody, I, I had a good support group there. And, 
uh, you know, I leaned on them hard. Great teammates picking me up when I needed it and, uh, you know, just not giving up. Keep going. You know, there's, there's really only one thing you can do. I, I say this to my kids all the time. You got two options. You can either do it or you can complain about it and do it. And uh, one of those is a lot easier, easier than the other. So, um, you know, appreciative of everybody I had through those times to get me here. If he can recapture what he was. Yeah, yeah as long as he's not I mean, cutting uniforms off with the scissors or, yeah. or, you know, punching stuff. He's had some temperamental issues. Yeah. And, and oh, he's 34. It's time to grow up now, Chris. Well, you know what? With that whole comment about the with the, with the, I tell my kids this, that sounds like a guy who's found that maturity. When he's out there, he can be dominant. Are you kidding me? I'm nasty. Mean, it, it, isn't it funny how a guy, a guy like Chris Sale, I, I've put him in the same category as some of these other pitchers that just captured baseball for like a five year window. Right. Uh, Cliff Lee was that guy, um, Tim Lincecum was that guy. Uh, Halliday was probably a little bit longer term than he that. Like, yeah, a little bit more durable, uh, yeah. You know, Cole Hamill had those playoff runs, and I, I know I've mentioned a lot of uh, you know Phillies pitchers, but they seem to always stand out. But I mean, um, you know, what was the what was the, the the Dark Knight guy from Matt Harvey? Matt Harvey. I yeah. mean, it just there's like these small like three or four year windows where some of these pitchers just capture it, and then they kind of you know fart along and, and try to get it back. And it, you know, injuries sometimes and a, a lot of other stuff goes along with it. But I still feel like he's at an age at 34 that he can recapture that. And, and obviously the stats kind of back. Well, up. you know who else recaptured it was Charlie Morton because Morton had came off an injury-plagued year. And Chris Sell said, you know what? I'm going to talk to old Charlie about it. Well, I got I to gotta talk to Charlie about that, that fountain of youth he's sipping because he's, he's, <laughs> he's figured out a way to, to, to stay strong throughout. Um, you know, and, and Strider's one of the best pitchers in the game and Max is one of the best lefties in the game. I mean, we're – very excited to, to, to hop on this staff and, and, you know, feed off each other and, and compete, um, you know, for another division and hopefully another world championship. He, he mentioned uh, yesterday when he was meeting with the media, he, and I think, you know, just there, but talk about Morton's fountain of youth, but then Freed being one of the top left-handers and then Strider being one of the best pitchers in the game. All of those things, what we forget, and Ryan Nielsen said it to us yesterday, like, hey, um, competition breeds competition. It really does, and I think Chris Sale might come here, know that he's playing for something, and then say, yep. also, I want to outperform the old man over there in Charlie Morton. This young kid thinks he, you know, this, with, his, with his mustache, I can strike people out too. And then, look, Freed's the best left-hander of the game. Well, I'm still pretty good too. And maybe that'll just bring out the best in Chris Sale. That's and- absolutely true. And then you've got young guys like Smith Shaver, Hurston Waldrop, Bryce Elder. I, look, I, there's still some guys out there that you might, as it, as it progresses, you might get on the cheap. I'd like to sign five starters because you're going to use 15 anyways. Yeah, what did you make of, uh, I think, Anthopoulos' words the other day where, you know, we're going to let some of these guys kind of battle it out in, uh, in, in, in camp for that fifth rotation spot. At first I was like, well, that didn't really work out for you last year. Um, but then again, it kind of did. Uh, and so you're going to, like, what, what – they said in the preseason, Snicker told us you're going to need 12 guys. They ended up with 15 or 16 that needed to make starts. And some of those were openers. Yeah. Those guys were, you know. Well, you can't just anoint somebody. Right. Right. Um, and so it, I think it's funny because we went, it was, there was the fifth starter spot uh, during camp last year and there was a shortstop spot. And then it, when it came time to, you know, to, for May to come around, neither one of those were the, any of the people we thought they were going to be. Well, the funny thing was, is we needed a fourth and a fifth coming out of spring training last year. And both the guys that we put in those positions. Yeah. No, we need to hit the damn ball in the postseason. Would somebody hit the damn ball? 
Well, yeah. that's, that's all I'm asking. Let me Hit say the something. damn ball. You know what? That's always an issue, but uh, it, 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 in a postseason, you have to be hot, and we went cold in the worst time possible. Don't forget, this hour is brought to you by Morgan & Morgan. Injured? How are Morgan & Morgan, America's largest injury law firm? Uh, coming up on the other side, man, talking more Falcons and Saints. Obviously, massive game on Sunday. I think it's clear to everybody that the Falcons head coach is on the hot seat. Oh, maybe, yeah. he, maybe he shouldn't be the only one in this game on the hot seat as a head coach. We're going to talk about the Falcons and the Saints issues coming up. What's facing Sunday? What to expect from this division? It's the morning shift. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.